go where? Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. This is episode 76 of the Restricted Zone Podcast, not with the big crew today. Uh, Jordan, introduce yourself, man. Good evening, fellas. Let's talk about week seven. Let's go. Chris, introduce yourself, man. What's good, everybody? Let's have a good show tonight. Absolutely. Johnny, introduce yourself, man. All right, Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> hey yo. Let me do his. Let me do his. Let me do his intro for him. Yeah, let me do his intro for him. I got you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There let me, let me do my intro. Hey, it's just Johnny <laughs> coming to you live from the two one five. Let's go. All right, Johnny. With that being said, with Greg doing the introduction, we're gonna dive straight in strictly football. Last two episodes of basketball, definitely check them out. But we're bringing it back to the NFL now. Jonah, take over, man. Yeah, it's, it's just been another eventful week in the NFL. Week 7 has come and passed. This season is actually flying by. Like We're already coming up to week 8, already through two quarters of the season almost. And this is it's a lot going on. Also, you know, for those of you who've been keeping up, my Phillies are in the World Series, so shout out to them. But that's baseball. We'll get into that another day. But we're going to start. We're just going to get right into it. So we got a lot to go over. We're going to start with the Giants because they're perhaps the biggest surprise of the entire 2022 season. They're 6-1. and one, All right. Now, it hasn't been pretty. Okay. But they're 6-1. and one. They're winning games. They found something. I don't know what it is, but um, they find ways to come back. They're down every week. And they never – they're always down, but they never stay out. And Brian Dable, this is something that he's saying is reaching these players that these past coaches in, in New York, they haven't been able to reach these Giants players. And Dable, he's coming in and he's done it. So last week beat the Jaguars 23-17. to Their schedule coming up is looking, you know, is looking pretty favorable. They got a game at Seattle and then a bye and then a couple of – I would say easy home games, but I'm just going to get right into this. Chris, how long can the Giants keep this up? This is a legit chance that we could look up and they're 9-1. I mean, I agree with you. The Giants, what the Giants have done this year that's been impressive is they, they just know how to get you to play an ugly game, and the Giants now know how to win ugly games. And I think that's the big difference between – um, Brian Dable and Joe Judge. I mean, last year we saw that there really was no cohesiveness with the Giants. We we saw that they had talented players. We know they had talented players, but we saw that they didn't look like a team. There's no cohesiveness. And we saw there's basically a team that just looked like it underperforms. And coming into this year, due to the question we had about, you know, bringing in a new coach, really knowing if Daniel Jones is that quarterback. And I still believe he is not the quarterback for the Giants. But I had to say, he has improved. And with that being said, he has led the team on four game-winning drives already this year. Now, albeit it's not saying a lot because, again, Daniel Jones doesn't really put points on the board for the team, but he has turned into a, into a good game manager at times. Um, we see that the pieces on defense are starting to come together. That The draft pick, Kayvon, I don't know his last name. I don't want to try Thibodeau. to – Thibodeau. 
Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Morning. Lawrence, Leonard Williams. They have a pretty a pretty good defensive line that nobody really talks about that much. And the Giants secondary, I thought, would take a hit losing Jabril Peppers and losing James Bradbury. But it seems to have only uplifted them even more because they seem to make plays when they need to be made. And, again, the, all the Giants want you to do is just get into an ugly game. And if you're in an ugly game, they know they have a chance of winning it. I think it's just what's been impressive, what's been impressive is just the fact that, again, Joe Judge had the same – basically the same exact roster, albeit a couple pieces changed here and there, but albeit the same exact roster. But when we looked at this team last year, last year, again, we only, we saw them win, what, four games? We looked at this team this year and assumed that they were, they wouldn't win more than four games. And next thing you know, they're six and one right now. So I think it's just, first of all, you, I had to get a shout out to Coach Brian Dable because, again, he somehow he's getting these guys to come together as a team. And although the, the games they win are not pretty, they know they know how to win. They're learning how to win, and as a young team, that's something very important that's being that's being instilled in them as they go along. So honestly, even though the Giants just trade away Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay will probably not be on that team, even if he's not traded before the deadline, I don't see him being on the team past this year. The Giants are honestly in a pretty good position to make noise. Now, again, it is one year, so we don't really know what to expect from them, and they still have a lot of questions that's going to come up later on in the year and definitely into the offseason. But as of right now, the Giants are in a really good spot that nobody saw that nobody saw them being in. Me, personally, I did not think they would even win six games this year. So just kudos to Brian Dable, kudos to Saquon Barkley, kudos to that defense. If I may, you know, you see Daniel Jones, he's not the quarterback. He, you still don't think he's a quarterback for the Giants. But, I mean, he put up 300 300- Combined yards, 100 rushing yards. He's kind of becoming a dual threat, if I if I can say that. Um, you know the passing numbers aren't sexy, you know, but he's getting he, he's getting first downs and he's extending drives. You know, he was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. You know, so I mean, I feel like if you give him more, if you give him like a proper receiving core, he could do some damage. No, no doubt Daniel Jones has been impressive. No doubt he has improved. I don't think that he will – I still do not believe that he will be the Giants quarterback moving forward. I feel like they're going to go out and get somebody else. But, again, what Daniel Jones is doing you right now – You know if they win, like, 12 games? Yeah, I still think they're going to get another They're going to get another quarterback. I just think what Daniel Jones is doing is good for him because at least he knows that if he's not with the Giants, he won't be out of the league. He'll know he'll still he'll find get a, a job chance. somewhere. That's what he knows, and that's what's good for him. But I don't think he will be with the Giants still after this year. All right. Uh, heard that, heard that. Johnny, uh, would you would you agree with most of this? The Giants, you know, I know Dable's your guy. They have bought in. These wins are not pretty, but they're winning. And once you start winning, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're, like, unstoppable at that point. You know, of course you got to go out and play the games, but – the more you win, the more your confidence rises, the more you think you can just beat anybody. So how far do you think Giants can keep this going? Johnny's audio is a little bit messed up. We, so, Conley, you want to you hop in and answer that then? Uh, definitely swing the question again. Yeah, um... Basically, just do you agree with everything that Chris is saying that, you know, the Giants, 
they're believing the ball, what he's preaching, and uh-huh. the fact that you know they keep winning, they keep finding ways to win. Sooner or later, they're gonna just like the Eagles, you know, they're gonna put together a complete game because no. their confidence is rising. No, they're gonna think they can beat anybody. Yeah, they can't beat us. But they surely can't be anybody. Uh, no, definitely. They're definitely, uh, the December team. 11th. December 11th. December 11th. Put it down in your dates. Yes, sir. Cause you know, we might possibly be undefeated. Might possibly be undefeated. But with wait, I have a question. Oh real my quick. God. I'm not. Don't, don't let this, asking. don't let this become an Eagles discussion. It's, I'm just asking, why don't you think they can beat you? Because there have been, because sometimes, and this happens once a year when y'all play the Giants. Y'all have one terrible game against them where they stay in it. So what makes you think it's not going to happen again this year? Yeah, the last two years, they've... No, listen. Possibility. Might. But I really do think because they're so gritty and they definitely, they tend to make anything happen no matter what, no matter against the odds, no matter how bad they're down. Uh, that We've seen it. They know how to claw back, stay determined. Uh, to share well, uh, they're executing their game plans, making in-game adjustments. Uh, Giants are the only team I honestly fear inside a division. No one else. Uh, the Cowboys, I'm not really worried about them. Uh, definitely not scared of Washington Commanders. Uh, and I definitely think the Giants, they could be the team that beat us, uh, in all honesty, just because uh, it doesn't matter how bad we beat them until that clock says zero and it's the fourth quarter. Uh, I'll never be able to truly rest because just how gritty you are in terms of defense. And they're definitely evolving. They're progressing offensively. Uh, and that's what a mediocre quarterback, not mediocre, but uh, I would say a starting quality quarterback is Daniel Jones. Uh, but he's not a superstar franchise quarterback like Chris had mentioned and pointed out. But th- that's just, it speaks more volumes to, to them having a quarterback like that and they're still succeeding. I didn't, ha- I don't think anyone had the Giants going this far, to be honest with you. I don't know if anyone else here, but I certainly didn't. Uh, so it was definitely impressive in my books. Am, am, I, am I clear, guys? Can I add in on this? Yes, you are, Johnny. Go yes, ahead. Absolutely. I just, I just real, real quick, I just wanted to make this real quick because I, I am biased like my man Colin Eagles all the way. But I will say, like, we all have a natural disdain for the Cowboys as the Eagles fans, but I will say – the Giants have been the bane of my existence since I had been an Eagles fan. And it's for reasons like we've all – it is for the previous previously mentioned reasons. And one specifically, I've mentioned this in our segments before, I've always – I was a fan of Brian DeBall, uh, their coach. Um, he, his championship pedigree, like I've mentioned before, he's came, he came from the Patriots. I think he's got a national championship with Georgia. Like you said, Jonah, I don't know what he's saying to these guys or – they're just buying in, and and also I've also low key been a fan of Mike Kafka, their offensive coordinator. I've always been a low key fan of them. And the thing about the thing that impresses me Andy about absolutely the thing that impresses me about that coaching is be is their ability to make adjustments. Um, I wanted to point out like week one when they played against the Titans, um, they played eleven personnel. They had like over eleven different players on over eighty percent of their snaps. It was like the third highest number in the league, and then they they dropped that number. They realized that that they they even though they won the game, they realized they had to make adjustments. They lost Sterling Shepard in week three, and then after that, they just made more adjustments. They just kept going as they uh, they just kept going along with the punches, and um, they started running the football more. They just they started um, 
lowering the shotgun rates. You see Daniel Jones utilizing him in the run more. They just worked with what they had. They always had a gritty defense, like you guys said, but I'm I'm just impressed with how the coaching was able to make these types of adjustments. Because I'm not used to seeing this with the Giants, but they've always made us to play us tough. But now this year, I'm I'm more like you said, Colin. I I'm more worried about until that pie takes zero. I, I I'm shaking in my boots because I'm I, these guys. I, I I I did say I did have an idea that they would be better this season, but it wasn't nothing like this. And Brian DeBall, I just got to give it to him and Mike Kafka. I've always been a fan of those guys. Shout out to the Eagles, though. They're definitely the best. My goodness, absolutely. <laughs> Greg, before we move on, I just want to get your thoughts on this whole thing. And I know Chris mentioned earlier the Giants did trade Kadarius Tony, their wide receiver that they drafted last year in 2021 in the first round. They traded him to the Kansas City Chiefs for a third-round pick and a six-round pick. Just your initial thoughts on that and, you know, why didn't this work with Tony and the Giants? Um, I'm not sure. I think it could be a reflection of just Daniel Jones' inability to – you know, find some cohesion with wide receivers because I feel like they've been through a plethora of wide receivers through draft and through free agency. Um, you got some Darius, Tony, Sterling Shepard. I forgot about uh, uh, Darius Slay, Darius Slayton. Um, and uh, that's just, just just some off the top of my head. I forget what the name of the boy that got uh, uh, um, signed from the from the Lions, but uh, they signed into a four-year seventy-two uh, million dollar contract. Kenny Galladay, so waste of money. <laughs> so it's like you know, and Kelly Galladay was balling the season that he got his contract, which I mean, most people typically are. So I th- I want to say it's a little bit of Daniel Jones, but uh, Kadarius Tony also. It's also been a combination of just injuries. Kadarius Tony, outside of that one game when he had like eight nine catches for 182 yards, that one game he's been injured for. He's he's missed more time than he's played. So um, I think. I think it was best for all parties involved, if I'm being honest. I, I just didn't see as much upside with him staying with the Giants. And I think Andy Reid is going to be able to utilize him, uh, his full skill set. So I think, you know, Brian Dayball wants guys that's bought in. And Andy Reid wants playmakers that he can use the space. Everybody wins. Well, do you think that, you know, and this is for anyone, um, with these draft picks that they acquired, uh, in that trade, could they use that and turn around, use this ammo to try to get someone else, you know, maybe a replacement? I mean, there there really aren't that many premier receivers on the trade block right now, but I feel like the Giants have to make a move at at that position if they really want to, like, take advantage of this start and go far. I mean, you say that, but at the end of the day, Giants football hasn't really been about the wide receiver. It's been about the running back. And right now, Saquon Barkley is putting the team on his back. Not saying that's going to lead to postseason success, but you notice that the best team not only know how to throw the football in the postseason, but they can also run it as well. Um, and I think Dale Jones can, is also a mobile quarterback, so it seems like the formula for success right now is running it with Dale Jones and then running it with Saquon Barkley. And there's nothing you can do about it on the defensive end. Our guys are going to block better than New York. Let's see what's up. That's mass mouth New York just New York Giants football. That's how it's always been. Um, and you just need Daniel Jones to make a couple plays for you when it, when when it matters most in this season. Like you said, fourth game when it drives, you can say anything you want about his arm strength, his talent, but the brothers win the game, so that's all he can ask for. I don't think they're going to get anybody else, if I'm being honest. I mean, the run game has been promising for the Giants, but, you know, you do worry about Saquon sometimes. He 
does have the injury history that he does have. And, you know, you don't want to run this man into the ground, you know. So Daniel Jones, him being able to get out the pocket and make plays on his feet, you know, that's been huge. And that's really been, you know, kind of the X factor for the offense outside of Saquon. So, you know, we'll continue to look at that. They had the Seahawks on the road. That That's probably the biggest test in the next few weeks for them. That's this Sunday. And then they have the bye after that. And then they're at home against the Texans and the Lions. So, again, you know, we could be looking at 9-1 for the Giants at the top of the NFC. Pretty crazy, but we're going to move on. And we're going to talk about some other quarterbacks and other teams in the NFC that have, you know, that have been a surprise, you know, in the opposite direction. The Giants have been a pleasant surprise, especially for Giants fans. But, you know, the Packers and Buccaneers have been quite a disappointment. Two teams who are at near the top or at the top, you know, of the odds, you know, to win the Super Bowl to come out of the NFC, you know, leading up to the season. And, of course, you know, those two faces of the franchise, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, their stats on paper don't look that bad, but the numbers aren't, you know, translating into wins. Both teams are 3-4. and four. The Packers lost 21-23 to the Commanders. They lost to the Commanders. You know, they had one job. You know, hold those dudes off in the division, but thanks for nothing. The Buccaneers lost 21-3 to the Panthers. You know, Mike Evans, he did have that terrible job in the first quarter, but, I mean, what what's going on, guys? Chris, you want to start? I feel like both teams are going through their own respective problems, and I think it's partially why the quarterback play isn't good. So, off for Tampa Bay, I'd be honest, even Tom Brady has looked like Father Time is catching up with him at times, but at other times you can tell it's really just he just doesn't have his own line back yet. And, and we all know Tom Brady has never been known as a mobile quarterback, and now being in his being 45, you know he's really not going to be running anywhere outside the pocket. So, it's difficult when, you know, you're playing third string, when you're, I think the only starting offensive lineman right now is Tristan Wirfs. And even though he is good, he's has he's been slipping up this year a little bit too. So when you play, when you just have Tristan Wirfs and a bunch of second and third string people trying to protect you, it's difficult because, again, you're going against starters. You're going against rotation players all the time. And in practice and stuff, you might not always be doing it. You might not always be going against the first string. It's different. It's a different environment. It's a different level of play. And it's a play that they're not accustomed to yet. I'm not saying they can't get to that point. But they're not there yet. That's the point of develop. That's the the point of the developing process. But you see that when it comes to the Buccaneers, though, only because Tom Brady came back, they want to win now. And as of right now, the reason why, again, in my opinion, that they're not getting the job is because one, there's no offensive line, and the defense is dealing with injuries. That's all. So that, I would just take it up with injuries for the Buccaneers. The Packers. The Packers is a tricky situation, and I say that because. I partially blame Aaron Rodgers for the situ- for the situation that they're currently in. And I don't think it's making it any better that he's starting to get big big Ben vibes and start calling his people out on Pat McAfee shows to the public. Now, yes, the the wide receivers, all of them outside of Randall Cobb before he got hurt have not been playing like they're supposed to be playing. But at the same time, it doesn't help when, one, you don't take any preseason snaps, so the only pass they're getting are against the defensive training camp. So we don't know how hard the defense is even trying to compete against them, for one. Two, 
they're still developing as it is. You have two rookie wide receivers. You have Sammy Watkins, who's still trying to prove himself. I mean, he's a veteran, but he he hasn't really been much since he been, got drafted into the league. And it's just tricky. I mean, that's why right now the Packers are looking out to get a veteran wide receiver. There are reports that they're gonna that they might try to trade for AJ Brown because they need just some, a reliable receiver. And we see how badly they now that they miss Devonta Adams, but they honestly I feel like miss. Um, MVS too, Valdez Scanlon. I really feel like they do because even though he wasn't their best receiver at any point while he's on the Packers, he's somebody that has built some sort of cohesiveness with Aaron Rodgers. And as of right now, we see no cohesiveness. And it's difficult to for the Packers to win when the offense isn't doing anything and then the defense seems to give up give up points at crucial parts of the game. Albeit whether it's they're tired or they just or just misreads or anything, they just don't look the same at all. Neither of these teams do. They just don't look the same, and I feel like it's because Aaron Rodgers is trying to pressure them into developing faster. Because you know Aaron Rodgers, thirty-eight, he just signed a three-year deal for one hundred fifty million. He's trying to win now. He knows he's by his last contract, so it might it might be his last contract. But as but like I said, Aaron Rodgers is trying to win now. He doesn't have time for rookies to make rookie mistakes. He doesn't have time for that, even though that's bound to happen. He just doesn't have time. So it's just, it's just, it's just tough when you're put in a tricky situation like that. And it's unfortunate to see both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers just their teams underperform right now. Like I said, with Tom Brady, we know it's just with injuries. But for Aaron Rodgers, it's like you kind of put your team in this position. So you kind of just have to let the chips fall where they may at this point. Yeah, and I heard you mention um, A.J. Brown. Did you mean A.J. Green? I didn't mean A.J. Green. Okay, all right, yeah. I was just, I was like, holy, what? <laughs> but, um. So can, I, can, I, can, I, can I take, can I take over? Oh, yeah, please, off? yeah. All right, y'all can hear me, hear me, right? Yes, sir. All right, but listen, I'm not going to lie. I got no remorse for Aaron Rodgers. Let me give this up. I feel <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers has given off a vibe that he can perform and do well with any quarterback. I remember watching Greg Jennings talk about one time, Greg Jennings at the peak of his career, at the peak of his career with the Green Bay Packers, won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. It's his contract here. So he, he was going to get an extension by the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, like, is playing the Vikings one day. Aaron Rodgers goes, He's telling the Vikings, like, yo, y'all should pick him up. He's going to be a good dude on in free agency. Huh? Aaron, what are you talking about? I'm on, I'm on the Packers right now. Are you are you advocating for me to sign with another team? Like, like I feel like he thinks he can win with everybody because of how good his talent is. And this is the first season when you're saying otherwise. And as a result, like, they're struggling. And I think he's starting to come to a realization that. And I noticed that Aaron Rodgers never wants to point the blame at himself. It's always somebody else needs to do better. How about you do better? All right? How about how about you do better? All right, like, so I got no more for Aaron Rodgers and person and for in regards to the Buccaneers, uh, I just feel like they got too much talent to not make it to not make it to the playoffs. Like I don't think they're gonna do well, but until they get their old line back, it's pretty much good for them. I mean, Julio Jones been hurt all year. Chris Godwin coming back from injury, but he still got Mike Evans. You know what I mean? Cameron Bray at the tight end position. You got Leonard Fournette, but the running game has been troubling. Uh, throughout this entire time, but they got to figure it out. There's too much talent on this offensive defense to be three and four and have lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Carolina Panthers in consecutive weeks. Come on, man. we got to be better. I think the Buccaneers will be fun. I think the Packers, honestly, don't really care for them. But if the Packers need to find a, a winning formula, it's going to be through their running game. There's no way you got Aaron John, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon in the backfield, and 
you're not running inconsistently enough, or you're not running them in goal line situations like they were in the game against uh, what game they were playing. There was a situation where it was like uh, third and two. Oh, against the Giants. The Giants in London, it was third and two or fourth and two, and they didn't run the ball. They put it in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Not saying that's a bad thing, but when you have two high-powered running backs like that, you put it in their hands. Especially AJ Dillon, who's a beast down there. I am my soliloquy for now. <laughs> you soliloquy. Uh, Johnny, I mean, of these two teams, you know, Greg said that, you know, the, he thinks the Buccaneers have a better chance of turning things around. Would you agree with that? Or you think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, you know, he says that he's not worried. He's, he told the media that he's not worried. It's kind of like a part two to the R-E-L-A-X thing. Um, do you, do you see the Packers turning things around or not? Well, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He is a bad man historically in the season. I will say though, this might he might have we uh, we've had a previous segment before, and I said he was going to have to earn that money, especially after you know that contract that he signed cost him Devontae Adams. Um, I said he was going to have to earn his money, and we'll see. And I think he might have bit off a little bit more than he could chew. And I, I don't think he'll be able to withstand. Um, I, and honestly, what it is with the Packers is not really Aaron Rodgers per se, in my personal opinion. I think it's really they're just beating themselves. Um, like too many drop passes, uh, defense drop, uh, struggling to make plays, drop picks, missed assignments on the offensive line. Um, it's just, it's just a lot of things. I don't understand. I actually agree with this, with the idea of they should run football more. I don't know why they're not running the football more. Um, but it's like the self-inflicted, the self-inflicted issues. It just doesn't, it, it just keep, it just seems to keep repeating itself in different ways. And, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's just a lot of questions, like not just with the media, but everybody's like, like Royce Newman, why they stick with him so long, uh, why are they not running the football? Why are they hanging so much of their offensive success on like they're trying to like just they're expecting these receiving this receiving core to hit the ground running? And I mean Aaron Lazard is I mean I'm, I'm sorry not um Aaron, I'm sorry uh Lazard uh he is their best receiver but I think they lost Randall Cobb as well that veteran presence in the receiving group so it's like making it harder on Aaron Rodgers but I think he might have bit off a little bit more than he could chew here and um. It's it's I, I don't think they'll be able to turn it around. And if they do, I will be surprised. But as far as the Buccaneers, I do have them shaping up their season before the Packers will, if the Packers do, period. Um, I, I, Again, with the injuries, I think, like, uh, my theory with the Chargers as well, I believe that the injuries, that you can work through that and injuries heal. And in addition to that, I mean, the, it is hurting them because, like, with their interior line, with their offensive line, well, specifically with their interior line. And, like, they're not getting that protection. Um, we already know that – we all know that Tom Brady is historically known for getting rid of the ball quickly and tearing up defenses. And um, I don't think he's getting that time this year. It doesn't look like he's getting that time consistently, and they're forcing him to get rid of the ball faster than he wants to, and it's resulting in the – Buccaneers to you know they're getting three and out it faster. It's preventing Mike Evans from getting being being able to run his routes and getting open. Um, it's just making it very tough. And like I said before, they do not run the football as much as I believe that they should as well. 
uh, at least. And um, honestly, um, I just think that that's the basis. If they can get that run game together, um, they will be all right. But I guess that trickles down to, like, what we said before, the offensive line. But that trickles down, in my opinion, to injuries as well. So at the end of the day, I think they can turn it around before the Packers will. But at the same time, they, I, like I said before, they, they got to run the football. Yeah, feed Aaron Jones and feed Leonard Fournette. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And honestly, running the football might help out your outline a bit because instead of trying to, you know, step back and pass protect, they can just push forward and, you know, just wrestle guys, out-wrestle guys. It's, it's, if you ask any offensive lineman, they'll, they'll tell you that run blocking is much easier and probably more fun to do than pass blocking. But um, before we move on to Matt Ryan, I see Mar. He just hopped in, so Mar, what's up, bro? Um, you started off talking about your Giants and a six and one start, and you know the the trade that happened earlier today with Kadarius Tony going to the Kansas City Chiefs. I just want to get your thoughts on that, if you don't mind. Um, but when I heard the news, I was like, I was stunned because they're on the on the receiving end. It is the Chiefs. But I mean, we're six and one, and we weren't even really—he wasn't even a part of the offense. So I feel like we're not really losing anything, even though I mean, like he's still a great player, and that was our draft pick. But I feel like if we're six and one, we don't really need him. So I kind of just brushed it off, but I still feel some type of way because he was nice. Like he was—he was—he was really like really nice. He was like McCole Hartman, but he actually, like, was better. So, I mean, I feel like losing that type of player could could hurt you, but with the start we have, I can't really say it, it hurt us for real. Just shocked. You think the Giants just, they probably just thought, let's just, you know, see if we can get some value for this guy, get some picks back? You know, while we still can, while we still have this, you know, good start, you know, it's, you know, he wasn't really a part of it. So it was like the Giants feel like they, they're more comfortable in cutting their losses. So what I was asking the guys is that, do you think, you know, they'll make another move? Do you think Joe Shane, you know, he still got some up his sleeve and maybe he might go after um, a receiver before the deadline on the, on the first? Oh, no. Nope. No, no. I feel like what would, I feel like, what they're doing with this team, they're just they're just playing everybody like everybody's just getting reps. Like whoever they see at practice, whoever they see in the previous game, they just throw them out the next game. Okay, you get more reps, and the people that show up in practice, okay, we throw you out there, you get more reps, you get some reps. It's just all about who's showing, like who's showing who really wants to be there. So if you're getting traded or they're getting rid of you, not playing you, then you just look like you don't want to be there to them then as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I really I really don't feel like we're going to add anything because we're still trying to figure out what, what we got. Yeah, because Rager, I mean, he had more time on the Eagles. I think a white side had more time here than Tony had there. It's crazy. It's, you know, th- there must be a reason that the Giants just decided to get, you know, rid of him now. But, you know, we'll we'll keep – Eyes on both of those situations in Kansas City, how he how he'll do there, 
and how the Giants offense will continue to just do what they're doing moving forward. But we're going to move forward. <sighs> Talk about Matt Ryan. Matty Ice is Matty Water now. I mean, the ice is melted. It's, it's looking bad. I mean, he's in, what, year 13, 14? Um, the Colts are 3-3-1 three, three right now. They're actually a half came back of first place in the AFC South, if you can believe it. But they lost 19-10 to the Titans. The Titans seem to own the Colts in recent years, and it's just more of the same this past Sunday. Matt Ryan had two picks in the game. He has nine touchdowns and nine interceptions on the season, and he has been benched. Um, Frank Reich came out and said it earlier this week that, you know, Matt Ryan, he's being sat down, and he's being sat down for the year. Sam Ellinger is going to step up. He's going to start for the Colts. And guess who? Nick Foles will be his backup. And Matt Ryan, well, hey, he's done. So Listen, shout out to Nick Foles, man. We, we, we know he's a real MVP. Shout out I feel I feel like the fan base here overrated the hell out of him. Whoa, he, whoa, whoa! He had two incredible games. Whoa. All right, he had two and a half incredible games in the postseason. Thank you for the ring, but y'all 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 dragged it. But we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. We're going to focus on Matt Ryan and just what's next for him. Um, I feel like I, I don't want to say the R word, but I feel like it's it's, it's inevitable. Uh. Yeah. Who should I start with? Johnny? Is it time? Is it time? Well, if it's not time, I guess we can see the sunset coming across the horizon, fellas. And honestly, I will say... Poetic. Poetic. It's, it's not his fault, and it's not fair. The Colts O-line, my goodness gracious. I mean, what do we have there? Like, the, in in so far this season, the unit has like a 54, what's the notes? 54.5 pass blocking grade on the year so far. And a 51 run blocking grade. So he's not getting help with the line, respectively. But I honestly, and, and, and also in his defense, he is fighting the separate. I think he separated his shoulder, but I, I think either way he was getting, <laughs> either way he was. It was getting benched, but I think um, there. I think the coach see that. Yeah, they, his shoulders falling apart, man. Yeah, and and I think that just added more to it. So I think the coach are just deciding to move on. I think at because at this point they don't really have the resources to change up the entire team like right now, like the way they want to. So I get they're just hoping that Sam Ellinger can just you know step up into the lineup and help. And honestly, um, well, I mean he's more mobile, so I guess that'll fit with. Their style, I guess, he'll help more with his legs. He can get, a, he can get out the pocket a little bit more, avoid pass rushers because he's gonna have to be running for his life with that pass blocking rating that that offensive line has. And my goodness, but yeah, I, I do, I do see it coming down to an end with Matt Ryan. I'm mad that Indianapolis was his last stop, especially given the historic pedigree that this franchise has with quarterbacks. Um. No quarterbacks really do bad in Indy, um, even with Andrew Luck's mysterious early retirement. Before that, of course, Peyton Manning. Um, it's never been – shoot, Jacoby Brissett had a couple years as a backup 
very good years as a backup with Indianapolis. So they do really good with quarterbacks. I was very surprised. Very surprised Matty Ice couldn't um, rejuvenate his career here on some Matthew Stafford type stuff <laughs> with the Rams. But, um, yeah, I do see it open for Matt Ryan. But at the same time, like, he he landed on the wrong team, in my personal opinion. And that's a surprise, especially giving you a friend like can I, can I can I jump in here? By all means. Uh, I feel like I want to give Matt Ryan some culpability. I mean, he definitely deserves some culpability. I mean, yeah, I think he's had like seven or eight turnovers to start the year, which is never good. But unlike Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, uh, and even Phillip Rivers, I can say what they benefited from that um, – that uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to get an indie uh, that for, for, from, uh, for Matt Ryan uh, was an offensive line. That offensive line was horrendous. They also benefited from a running game. I remember, I remember even when, uh, when Jaco- it was either the year that uh, Jacoby Brissett or Phillip Rivers was the starting quarterback, Marlon Mack rushed for 1,000 yards and was looking like, was, was gashing people in that run game with stuff. Not only do the, do the um, Colts not have a run game this year, it's kind of been a disappointing year this year this year for Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line has been uh, has been suspect. You know what I mean? Like uh, they've been uh, top top five for the past three years, and that's what's made it easier for you know, a bridge quarterback like Jacoby Brissett or an aging quarterback like uh, Philip Rivers or a middle of the pack quarterback like Carson Wentz have some semblance of success. But when you don't give Matt Ryan, that at 37, 38 years old, Matt Ryan thought he was coming into a situation where, yeah, he got to win you one or two games for real, for real, but he could really, for real, for real, be a manager of the game and use his veteran leadership to, like, win 20 to 17 games or, like, win 23 to 20 games. But, like, they're really not putting him in that situation. And let's also be real. Like, the Colts don't have wide receivers like that. Michael Pittman Jr. is in his second year, and, yeah, he's supposed to be bull, but do or do we know for a certain he's going to be bull? Like, they don't have, like, you know what I mean? It, is, it isn't like Tom it is like Tom Brady going to Tampa having two established wide receivers that was already pro bowlers already. Like, you do realize that's what Tom Brady got when he went to, to the Buccaneers. Outside of Michael Pittman Jr., who had a good rookie season, no one – you know what I'm saying? He had an all right rookie season. No one was like, you know what I mean? Like, he, we knew he was going to be the number one wide receiver, but we didn't know if he could carry the mantle of being a number one wide receiver. We just assumed he would because, oh, it's Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, let's be real. The best part of this team was they had a strong defense, they had a great offensive line, and they had a tremendous running game. That's what Jacoby Brissett benefited from. That's what uh, Carson West benefited from. And it's what, uh, uh, Aaron, Matt Ryan thought he was going to benefit from, but he hasn't gotten one or the other. And as a result, the brother looks like a 37-year-old quarterback. He thought he was going to have to carry the team for two to three for two to three games. They said carry us every game because we can't run the ball. I, once I seen Matt Ryan throwing like for 50, throwing 50 passes in a – I forget what game that was, but I seen him throw 50 passes. I'm like, 50 passes? For a 37? For a 37-year-old? Like, that's wilder. No wonder his shoulder's falling off the bone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and just to take a quick look at his contract, I think he's going to cost about $35 million next year. I think it, it, so he's going to cost about $35 million against the cap. If the Colts cut him before June 18th, 
then the cap hit will only be eighteen million. But either way, that, he, that, he's going to cost a lot of money. That Frank Reich, uh, Doug Peterson reunion in Jacksonville coming sooner rather than later. You heard that here first. Here from my source. God bless you both on it. No, I, I think Frank Reich's time is, is just about done. I think this experiment, they they gave him a few years. You know, they made the playoffs in 2020, got bounced in the first round. They missed the playoffs last year by a game. And, and right now, I mean, the AFC South is still there. But it, it feels like the Titans are still the class of that division. So good luck with that. Uh, Chris and Mar, either one of you guys just want to hop in and Give your opinions on this whole Matt Ryan situation. I mean, while I do agree with everything Greg said, especially the part that the offensive line has been atrocious, because it has been, and nobody expected this offensive line to be this bad, especially one that's been fairly top 10 for each of the past, what, four, maybe five years? Um. I think it's time for Matt Ryan to hang it up because even though, like I said, I do agree with the points you made that the receiving court needs to be worked on. Um, they've lost their running game because offensive line can't block to save their lives for some reason now. So Jonathan Taylor can't get it going. Matt Ryan, yeah, he might be throwing his shoulder out, but you can tell he's, he's losing his, he's losing his ability to, as a quarterback. You can tell. I mean, you can tell with some of the passes that he throws that it's not the same anymore. And I think what sucks is the Colts have been in this revolving door, it seems like, for the past six years of we're really just a quarterback away. We're just a quarterback away. And they've been saying this for so long, it seems like. And they're still in the same spot no matter who who's behind the center. But I feel like just the way Matt Ryan has played right now, you can tell that he looks – he looks like he needs to just hang it up. He looks like it's like I think honestly I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled Avante Davis if he just retired at some point this season before it ended. I really wouldn't be surprised because just the way he looks, he looks like somebody that just can't play at the professional level anymore. I mean, he had a good career, but I think it's time for him to hang it up now. Former MVP, almost Super Bowl MVP. We all know what happened there. I- I still don't think he recovered fully from that game. Neither has that entire franchise down in Atlanta. Um, yeah, and he he might pull Levante Davis because it's got to be humiliating to sit there on the bench. Everything you've you've put into the game and is that you're going out like that. Like it's so. I feel like he he won't retire, even though he should. But I feel like he's going to play one more year somewhere, take a pay cut maybe, and try to just prove himself. Mar, do you feel like there's any team that would even entertain picking him up if the Colts were to cut him? Never. And if there is a team, that. <laughs> if there is a team, they might as well just let me buy him because they don't even know what they're doing. Let you buy him? <laughs> might as well let me buy him. If they're going to pay Matt Ryan, might as well pay me to run him. <laughs> yeah. Heard that, heard that. The passes are for sale. <laughs> you feel yeah. like I need them too. <laughs> Panthers in the Bryce Young sweet thing. Come on. Nah, the, the quarterback from Kentucky, Will Lee. That guy's dangerous. If the Panthers are in any sweet states, they're doing a terrible job because they just beat the, the Buccaneers. Mm. I don't think the Bucs give them a choice to tank. I mean, 
to to bring the their record to a, division is just to bring their record to a whopping two and five. Yeah, no, they're fine. The Panthers could be in first place by the end of next week if the Buccaneers and Falcons both lose and they win. That's that's a shame, honestly. The South, both South divisions are just terrible this year. But um, while we're on the topic of quarterbacks that are perhaps past their prime. There's one more guy that we're going to go over this week. We talked about Wilson. We talked about Brady. You know, and they're, we blamed it on their teams. You know. We talk, about Rod- we talk about Rodgers and Brady. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, you know, that's, it, it seems to be the consensus that it's just age and that it's just, it's just not working out for him anymore. But this guy, Mr. Dangerous, Russell Wilson, Mr. Broncos, country let's ride. <laughs> he and his and his Broncos, they are two and five right now. Mm. Hey, and jump. we're gonna we're gonna talk about his former team as well. But yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, just focusing on on Wilson and the Broncos. They are two and five. They are not having a great time on this offense right now. They lost sixteen to nine at home to the Jets. This defense, this Denver defense, they deserve better. I mean, they're the number two defense in the league right now in yards given up, but their offense is 23rd. You know, you he has weapons, right? I mean, is, is this Russ? Is this Nathaniel Hackett? And this isn't... Perhaps, perhaps if Geno Smith was there. Perhaps. No. See, now you're going overboard with I'm going, <laughs> See, now you're going way overboard. He jumped the gun a bit, but yeah, Russell, look, Geno Smith, he's having a pretty solid year right now. And the Seahawks, they're in first place. They are in first place in the NFC West. Mm -hmm. They are four and three. This has been a year of surprises. This is probably probably the biggest one, honestly, even over the Giants. Because the Giants, I mean, I had them going to the playoffs. I didn't have six and one, but I had them, you know, going to the playoffs. Seahawks, I didn't have this, like – Right? What'd Gino say? They try to write me off, but I ain't write back. I ain't write back. back. You know what I'm saying? Chris. Pete Carroll said. Pete Carroll said. Bro, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm wilding. I'm wilding. I'm wilding. Tell me I'm wilding. No, 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 no. It's not you. I got to go Kyle and talk about putting some respect on his name. How long he been in the league? Do you even know when he was drafted? 2010, I believe. 2010, 2012, 2013. He was drafted 2013. 2013, yeah. So this man has some success, and you're on the bandwagon all of a sudden, as if he'd been that guy for the past five years? I just... No, 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 no. Answer the question. He's a very inspirational this season. And what Greg, that quote... Right there. I, I want to hang that up somewhere in my room because that's just a, mm. it's just such a great quote, man. I mean, mm. look at what he's doing. What Jonas said. Who expected the Seahawks to be that? Listen, no one expected I don't think Seahawks place. expected it. No one first, expected it. First place no, in the I, NFC West. I, I don't think that'll hold, though, with the 49ers. I mean, I, they got to They got it. They're going to take that over. But I, I still think the Seahawks are good for 10 and 7 right now. And that should be good for a wild card spot in the NFC. Mm. All right. Nah. So, Chris, what, what you got to say towards that? Well, I don't understand. What do we want to say towards that? Good for him. It's only <laughs> one year. Only <laughs> one. I'm, I'm I'm glad he's playing. I'm glad he's playing well. It's about time. Good job. 
Congratulations. We know he's not going to be out the league next year now. Wow. What you saying? Wow. Uh-huh. I don't want to say out the league. That's harsh. That's crazy. That he won't be out the league now anymore. That's crazy. But uh, before this year, oh you couldn't God. tell me that he wasn't on his way out. Oh yeah, God. I feel like he played his way into keeping exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bring the facts in, Johnny. Bring the facts no. No, uh, no, no double. Yeah, shout out your guy Rashad Penny, man. Shout out to no, guy. No, no, shout out to Word, Rashad Penny. But he's out though. That hurts. But no, no devil's yeah. advocate. You put Geno Smith on the Texans. I'm, I mean, he can definitely still play. And I, no devil's hey, advocate. I mean, what? You put Geno Smith. He can still hoop. You talk about something. He's gonna be out the league next year. Hold he up, hold up. Say you say if you put him on oh, Texans. My. Oh, wait, 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 you know, pick before up a job somewhere. The league, yeah, yeah. That before he's out the league, he'll have a job. Right, all right, all right. Let me clarify. He clarified. He clarified. Shout out to all these Geno Smith fans. I ain't gonna lie. It's it's he's a hundred and seven passer rating. Eleven touchdowns, three picks. He's making like, come on. Yes, he's played. He has played well. MVP candidate. <laughs> I, 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 I'm no devil's advocate. No, most I, w- I wish NFL had the most improved. But in, anyway, but still, I'm That's just saying. Like I, they I do, no they, they do have the most improved. They no, they, 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 they got like, come back comeback player of the year. Oh, come back, come back. Okay, you know. yeah. Hey, listen here, man. <laughs> Dark horse. <laughs> no. Listen, John brought the facts. I mean, listen, Chris. The facts is laid out right before you. Y'all are this hype over seven damn games. <laughs> Pete Carroll said, Pete Carroll said, I touched the wall. It, like, he's saving his shit. Gino. Gino. <laughs> Gino. Oh, no. oh. I've been being there. <laughs> These episodes always just go off the rails towards the end, but that's why I'm listen, listen, I don't want to leave you out of this, man. Yeah, Mar, 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 you can talk about the Seahawks or the all this Geno, all this Geno talk, all this Geno talk stops this week, and I'm tired of it. That's that's, that's, right, that's right, stuff man. ends now. Sure. Yes, that's sure. stuff ends. That stuff ends now. Yo, Chris, yo, Chris, that stuff ends this weekend. You know what? I'm just bro. Hold up, Mar. Mar, all I'm so, saying is, all, all I'm saying is, before, before <laughs> week one, nobody had nothing to say about Geno Smith. I bet <laughs> half people didn't even know who Geno Smith was. Shut <laughs> up, Colin. I was you say nothing right now. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, like I was saying, nobody said nothing. All of a sudden now, he played five, he played six really good games. Everybody was like, oh, I've been to Geno Smith fans since he was at West Virginia. No, we talked about that. I ain't say all that. Hold up. Hold up. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not hating. I am giving Geno Smith the credit he deserves. Because like I said, I didn't think he was going to be in the league after this year before it started. Whoa. You're saying whoa well, like you hold up. You're saying whoa well, like you know it's gonna happen. Hey man, sometimes I no no no. 
Sometimes. <laughs> I got a hot dog, though. Now that Gino said, that's it tonight, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, Mars, that was that Gino, right Gino about to carve up this joint defense. I said it right here, right now. Yeah, I, I know you did. Wait, say, wait, wait. You don't, you don't mean it, though. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it, though. Colin, before you, before you take us home, before you end the episode, bro, I, I just want to ask all five of y'all. Yes. Give me your predictions, Seahawks, Giants. Man. I wish somebody would. <laughs> I wish they would too. Because y'all, y'all, y'all got faith in Gino, man. So, yo, everybody had us beat the Packers. If I hear somebody say the Seahawks, yo, listen, life is unpredictable, man. You're unpredictable. Thank you, boss. You're unpredictable. But wait, 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 You're unpredictable. I don't know what you're. You're talking. You're trying to, you know, that Gino stuff. Ends this weekend, yo. I'm not trying right. to hear none of that other stuff you're talking this, about. I have been so Tomorrow, excited. Of course, he has his Giants. So excited. Oh, you're going to be excited. You yeah, you it's going to be a great competition. Great Gino's competition. The, Gino's who do you think we are? The, the Gino Giants. Stakes are Absolutely. The Giants. Yeah, great Gino's competition <laughs> with Seattle. <laughs> Gino Stakes in Philly is just praying that the Philly that the Eagles pick up Gino Smith as a backup quarterback. Quarterback. Mm. They had a field day with that promotion. Mm. Gino, 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 Yo, 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 swing on him, yo, yo, swing on that man. I'm not even, I'm not even, listen, listen, and and, and just as long as everybody knows, I don't start anything, it's always him, and this is why, this is why I said Eagles fans act like Cowboys fans, Colin, this is why you need to be humbled, Colin. Johnny, bring out the face, Johnny. What, um, what, what my, what my client means to say is, where's the Seahawks? It's going to be a mighty game. Yes. Thank so, you. so, 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 hold on, Johnny. So, so why'd man? your client, so why'd your client mention the Raiders? Hold on, so do I have three for the Seahawks and two from Giants? Is that what I'm, is that what I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the Raiders were brought up when nobody was even playing on top. Is this count, bro? You got to learn to just ignore I, it. I, I will apologize. I will apologize. No, you don't. I mean, I, Chris, I'm you just not, gotta learn to ignore it, bro. I'm <laughs> Every week we talk to you. Oh, bro, it's just like it's. it's all just like that. Lamar, uh, all it's, all it's gonna be a very competitive game. I look forward to it. I look forward. Who to do it. y'all play? Oh. Oh. We play the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, we go. Oh yeah. Steelers by thirteen and a half. What, Mark? Wait, wait. To end this topic. To end this topic. Everybody keeps talking like we were just talking about Gino and Gino steaks, but you know what the hottest the hottest sandwich is right now the Danger Witch. All right, the Danger Witch is the hottest sandwich out right now. Shout out Subway. Shout out Russell Wilson. That's his that's his legacy because he sure don't got he sure don't got one in Denver. He sure don't got one in Denver. That's his legacy. Shout out Subway. Right. Of all Subway is not paying us for this, bro. Yeah, shout it out to Subway. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you gotta, sometimes you gotta let people know. You know what I'm saying the, 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 uh, you know what I'm saying the, the market. This man stuff. looks like a sociopath in these videos, bro. Like these Subway yeah, videos. Yeah, like I said, Colin Pittsburgh by thirteen and a half. 
Excuse me. Hey John. Well, hey, then Mar- if we go, if we go and play it like that, Mars is saying that out of spite. He don't really mean it. I'm gonna I put money that. on that, and I bet you I win. Hey Johnny, uh, hey Johnny, round us, round us out, bro. I got, hold up, hold up. I know how we can. End. I, I, I want to end this episode. I got know what to say. Mm. Got three words. Mm. Let's go Sixers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me hold on. Hey, hey, no. hey, hey, Chris, all right. hey, Chris. All right. I know you. I know you said that out of spite. I know you said that. Oh, I know you so said that out of spite. But let me just add in. Yeah, let's if I was the petty master, energy after all. Let me go add in. Let's go Phillies. Cause let's Los Phillies is, is in the world is in the hey, World Series. Let's, oh, let's, add in, let's add in. Let's add in. Let's add in. Hold let's up. Go hold let's go up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold imagine up, hold being up. a Kings fan. Imagine. <laughs> hold up. First of all, I know. Imagine being a Kings fan because I know who is one. That's a good imagine question. Being a Raiders. <laughs> imagine <laughs> Las Vegas. Right. Right. Wow. When was the last time you made it to the Conference Finals? Last time you won the Super Bowl. Been, oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. What does that have to do with anything? What does the Sixers have to do with anything? We're talking about Russell Wilson um, and Geno Smith, and then we went to Geno State. So now we're talking about the Eagles and Sixers. It's fine. I'm glad, I'm glad he still cherishes his one Super Bowl ring. As, I'm so as they glad. Should. When, I'm so glad. Now, also cherish the fact that Joel and B will be in Miami by the start of next season. And then you have a good night. Glenn will be well gone. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's literally going to be Doc Glenn Rivers out of here by Doc Rivers gets fired. Sam Cassell comes in, takes over as the head coach, and then Sam Cassell leads us to a championship. Shout out. Hey, that's how, I man, ain't that's saying championship. You don't got right. no edge. I right. ain't saying championship. Right. But I feel like they're going to pull a Rob well, Thompson. Like you play, you you know, it's the exact same situation. Exactly. Veteran exactly. head coach living off, exactly. you know, that. Right. Are you doing up for the Sixers? Are you huh? stubborn in their ways, and they get so, fired. Are you suiting up for the Sixers? You don't got no bench. I was, You're not going nowhere. Why would anybody want to suit up for the Sixers? Nah, like you I said, I want to suit up for the Sacramento Kings. Y'all, y'all got the same problems as last year. Why, who, really, who, nothing who, changed. Who, who, y'all got players in your roster. Y'all have the same problems. Who are the Raiders? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Okay. The Raiders are a football team. They're playing Las Vegas. That's who they are. Get done, Raiders King. I just told you what they are. Sacramento Raiders King. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> All right. I I I see. I hear you ain't mentioned nothing about Westbrook or Texas lately. What's been going on with you? That's not my team. That's, that's not my what? That's not. Go ahead and lie again. That's not my team. Stop staying in Texas, please, yo. Roman Texas. <laughs> Crazy. Just completely. All of a sudden, all of a sudden the Texas Westbrook ain't doing nothing. Yeah, I was rooting for Westbrook in Texas, but he was just right. But he was just. Excuse but he was raving him not that long. Mr. Sin Prime, Mr. Sin Prime, Mr. Collins. Like, I just don't yo, get John, it. you got to get your client. Yo, your Boy, client represent the Texas Johnny, and Westbrook. Listen, Johnny, I got. Right, like what? He need his lawyer after that one. I got nothing to say. Yeah. Hey, I know you do. Please, just play the Texas. I completely lost y'all. Take it over for me, John. Take it over for me. What my client needs to say is Russell Westbrook is, uh, you know, he might have a rejuvenated career. I'm talking about the love. That's your favorite point guard, Colin. That's why he's your favorite player. Favorite point guard, Colin. Right, stop. Derrick Rose. Don't don't disrespect me. Never. Never. Yo, Colin, we had a heart-to-heart. Yeah, heart. You told me Russell Westbrook was your favorite point guard. You told me that in a heart-to-heart. Wow. Heart. Wait, was this? I don't remember this. I remember Never. that. I remember that. That, that might have been at the time, twenty. So you told me that then. But Russell, hold up. 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 Hold
Time out. Now I'm out. I'm, I'm curious now because you said it was at the time. So when did when did D Rose become your favorite point guard? Because last time I checked during Memphis, that time period, wasn't Westbrook averaging triple double? Since Memphis, yes, Memphis. Since Josh Memphis, the Memphis Tigers, yes. He you did not okay, I watched you, college basketball. And what is? Hold up, hold up, hold up. So you've been so D Rose been your favorite point guard since Memphis, but yet you a Russell Westbrook fan in 2016. I'm confused. That year because he played that well. That was just particularly that year. Never. Don't How Chris? Stop I, lying on I'm the stand, scared. Colin. Stop I'm, lying on the stand. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Oh, I, I'm, I'm curious to why you lied on the stand right now. That's what I'm curious about. Just confess to the mistakes that you have made. I'm curious as to how just you confess. Uh, hey, Chris. Hey, Colin. Yeah, I don't hey, Just confess to the mistakes. Hey, Chris. Hey, Colin. Let's let's hear a word from our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a lovely to be here this evening with you all. <laughs> the dialogue, the banter, <laughs> football. What can you say? Brings out the most Man, competitive so. nature in all of us. All right? We're going to wrap up here. But uh, you guys have a blessed, safe evening. And from the guys, <laughs> you guys uh, take care and have a safe, productive evening. Johnny, take it away. <laughs> this, this episode just went so far left. Bro, y'all went just, into left field with a hockey stick, bro. Okay, listen, all right. We're going to wrap it up. With, I'm going to piggyback on what Greg said. Shout out uh, <laughs> to everyone that patiently uh, tuned in this far if you have. Shout out to hey, everyone. If you made it this far, you you deserve yeah. a prize or something. Uh, we definitely hope uh, you guys enjoyed this episode. We enjoyed recording it. We definitely appreciate the support. You can definitely follow us on Instagram at RestrictedZonePod. You can also follow us individually on Instagram, respectively. It'll be inside the description below. We are on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it. We're there and for free. You don't have to pay a penny or dime. So definitely show us some support. We appreciate it, and we look forward to putting out more episodes. Have a nice day, everybody.